Good morning and welcome to you wherever you are watching this from, whether you're watching it at 10.30 or 11 or in the afternoon, wherever you're watching it from, good morning. We're gutted that you can't be here in person, uh, we hope to see you soon. Even though we can't see you face to face, we still want to say that we love you, we value you, we see you, we hope that you really enjoy um, these youth sessions on YouTube still. We are still watching, we are going to be watching the same video as the guys here are going to be exploring. Um, so don't feel like you're missing out. And today, Hannah Dowdy is doing the talk for us. We start a new series called What Does God Think Of? Dot, dot, dot. And today is all about cancel culture. And cancel culture is something that is very prevalent in this culture right now. Don't agree with someone, get rid of them. Don't like what they're saying, don't talk to them. And what we're going to look at today is what does Jesus think about it? What can we do as Christians when there's cancel culture all around us? Do we join in? Do we cancel people? Do we accept people? Come and listen to this talk, um, write notes, stay focused. Um, so Hannah Tauti is doing that for us. So let me just pray for, for you, for us as we hear what Hannah's going to say. We're going to pray that God will just speak to our hearts and challenge us. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for so much for this morning. We thank you for each young person that is able to be watching this on YouTube. Father, we just love them, we see them, we value them. And Father, I just pray now that as we listen to Hannah's talk, we would... Um, be challenged by what she says. Uh, we pray, Father, that you'd be speaking through her to our hearts. And Father, I just pray uh, that we would go away changed this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Youth, enjoy Hannah's talk. WWJD. Have any of you seen these four letters or perhaps seen a bracelet that uh, looks a bit like this but not as homemade? Um, perhaps if you have seen a, a bracelet or you've seen these letters before, you know that WWJD stands for What Would Jesus Do? Which is kind of this Christian motto of thinking what we believe about Jesus should impact the way we act and behave to others as we seek to share his love with the world around us. And today we're going to think about God and cancel culture. So my question for you is, what would Jesus do in respect of cancel culture? As I've been thinking about this, I consulted the good, good old Google to have a little think about who's been made, made this unfortunate cancel culture list in the past year or so. So here you go. Some of the things that have been on the cancel culture list have included some Disney films like Dumbo and um, Peter Pan. Also some Dr. Seuss books, uh, the rapper Eminem, and the author J.K. Rowling from the Harry Potter series. Now, they've all experienced a touch of cancel culture due to a variety of reasons, some for um, portrayal of racist ideas, um, some for violence against women, and others on thoughts around sexuality. And another person who's made this kind of cancel culture experience is the Liberal Democratic leader, Tim Farron. Now he's made it because um, some of he was regularly questioned as a leader about his Christian views and how they influenced his thoughts on things like abortion and sexuality. But it's not always well-known people who um, uh, make the cancel culture list, uh, or it's sometimes that perhaps we are aware of friends and family and those around us in our school who have done so or said something that goes against the grain of the popular thought or culture or the popular belief. And perhaps we stop and think, well, wait a minute, surely it is a good thing to cancel people for their questionable word choices or their inappropriate racist ideas 
or abusive language towards women or bad behavior or even sharing views that are publicly um, dividing people in society. And that's what I want us to think a bit more about today together. So what actually is cancel culture? It's this kind of current popular practice of withdrawing support from people, companies, brands, shows, movies, um, due to something that society thinks is problematic or offensive in respect of their views or comments or beliefs that they're sharing. Then as a, a, a society, we're urged to unfollow, defriend, not watch, not support the person or thing that's deemed inappropriate in an effort to cancel them. But here's the question. Do we think that cancel culture is a new thing? Is it something that's specific to our generation and our current cultural experience? Has it come solely through the rise of influence of social media? Well, I'm going to suggest that even though perhaps the term cancel culture is, is something that's been used in our day and age, the kind of heart and idea behind cancel culture has been around for a long time. And we're going to look at a story in the Bible today where we see what cancel culture looked like in Jesus's time to see how Jesus responded to it in, in, in an effort to see how perhaps we can respond to cancel culture today. So I'm going to take us to John 9. And John chapter 9 is a story about this man born blind who Jesus heals. So in this story, Jesus sees this man with a disability. He makes this little concoction out of mud and spit and he rubs it on the man's eyes. Then he tells the man, go wash in this pool, which the man does. And voila, the man can see. It's a miracle, actually. And when the man comes back and engages in his community, people are like, How's he? How can he see now? He was born blind. He, he, how can he see? So the man starts explaining what's happened. He explains what Jesus has done to the people around him who were really divided on what to think about this. So the people around him took the man to see the, the Pharisees, who were the group of religious leaders in the community at the time. So the man explained his story to the Pharisees and the Pharisees, too. They were a bit divided in their thinking. They, they thought, we're not really sure that Jesus could heal someone. So what did they do? They decided to ask the man's parents. So we're going to read a couple of verses in John chapter 9, 18 to 23. It says they, who are the Pharisees, they still did not believe that he had been blind and that he had received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. Is this your son, they ask? Is this the one you say was born blind? How is it that he can see? We know he's our son, the parents answered, and we know that he was born blind, but how he can see or who opened his eyes, we do not know. Ask him. He is of age and will speak to himself for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who had already had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. That is why his parents said this. He is of age, ask him. So next we see that the Pharisees, they call the man back and they ask him again, what happened and tell us more about Jesus. And the man said, the only thing I really know is that once I was blind and now I can see. And then the man said to the Pharisees, do you want to know more about Jesus? Do you want to follow him? And 
they kind of went back and forth a bit more in their conversation and the religious leaders ultimately kicked the man out of the synagogue for what he was saying he believed about Jesus. And they did that because they were worried that he was going to spread his thoughts and ideas, which they thought were inappropriate. He, they were, he was going to spread them to others around him. And I think this story helps us to think about two things in respect of cancel culture. I think it helps us think a bit about what cancel culture does to society and culture. And two, we also see how Jesus turns cancel culture upside down. So when we think about cancel culture and what it does to society and culture, I'm going to take us back to verse 22. And here in verse 22, we see this threat of cancellation. It says, his parents said this because they were afraid, the Jewish leaders who had already decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Now, the mainstream cultural view at the time of Jesus in this story was that the religious leaders did not think that Jesus was Messiah or the one who was gonna come save the Jewish people. So the Jewish leaders, they wanted to protect their view that Jesus wasn't the Messiah. They wanted to protect it so much that they decided that anyone who believed different to what they wanted to believe were going to be kicked out of the community, kicked out of the synagogue. And it's really important to understand that the synagogue was so important in that day and age. It was kind of the center of all community activity. So perhaps it's like the idea of somebody, one of you being kicked out of school or us being kicked out of being able to be in the town center or perhaps being kicked off an online platform because of something we thought or something we believed. And what do we, what do we see then happens? We see that the parents, because they're worried about being kicked out of the community, they conform to this cultural view by avoiding giving their thoughts about Jesus and what they thought happened. Whereas we see the man who was born blind he instead is shamed out of the community because he does share what he thinks that Jesus has done for him. And that's what cancel culture does, isn't it? It either makes you conform to the cultural view or it shames you out of community. So you have to believe what everyone else believes is right or you're canceled. And when society is ruled by cancel culture, it either makes you do one or the other conform to the view or you're out. It says this is the truth that you have to believe. You either have to completely agree or you're shunned. It takes away from any of the nuanced middle space. It takes away from considering kind of really complex issues or even the ability to fall somewhere on a spectrum of thinking or agreeing. It says that this is right and any other thought is wrong and not worth considering. If you think differently, you deserve to be out. And, but again, you might be thinking, is it actually a bad thing to cancel somebody for perhaps something that we can most all agree is wrong? If we take something like racism, somebody saying racist ideas or thoughts, is it bad that we cancel that? If we cancel those people who are sharing those ideas? But when cancel culture shames somebody out of community, it shuts down relationships or the ability to talk through what are really important issues, the ability to hear each other's opinions and ideas. And it doesn't leave any room for mercy, 
or for love or ultimately for people to have experience forgiveness or redemption. It doesn't allow people to come back and say that they're sorry or that they've changed the way that they they've thought about something or that they shouldn't have said what they did. Cancel culture doesn't allow for second chances. But what we see in this story is that Jesus comes and he turns cancel culture upside down. And he does this in two ways. He does this by allowing space to build relationships, to ask questions and to have conversations. He also does this by bearing the sin and the shame and the rejection that goes along with, with canceling people. And he brings people back into community. And that's what we see throughout Jesus's ministry, throughout his work on, when he lived on earth. We see that he seeks to build relationships with others, to engage in hard conversations and to question, um, and, and to engage in questions with those around him who think similarly to him and those who also think really differently to him. And there's an example in John chapter nine, at the beginning of the story, his disciples or so the people that actually were following Jesus, they were kind of debating, why is this man blind anyways? Is it because he was born that way? Or is it because his parents were born sinners? Sorry, he, were they, was he born a sinner or were his parents born a sinner? And, and both of those ideas are pretty offensive in general, but we don't see that Jesus doesn't cancel his disciples. What he does is he continues to talk to them, ask them questions and help them change their thinking, help them help present a better story, a better understanding of why this man was born blind. And building relationships and engaging in conversations with one another, even though people think differently to us, is so important. And in my life, I have a number of friends and family who all think rather differently to me in some really important things like religion, politics, race and culture, things like poverty, the list goes on guys. And, and some of my family and friends, they even say things that are really offensive and, and really offensive, particularly about race and politics really. But instead of canceling them, I have the choice and the opportunity to engage in conversation and explain a better story for them in order to help shift their thinking. And if we see in the story, the blind man, he doesn't actually pretend to have all the answers, but he does continue to engage in conversation with the Pharisees. He continues to present his own story of transformation and his thoughts around truth in an attempt to influence their belief and correct their incorrect thinking. And we too, like the blind man, can invite our friends and family into hard conversations about difficult topics in an attempt to help them shift their incorrect or inappropriate or offensive way of seeing things or believing things um, rather than just cutting them off. And the second way that I was saying Jesus um, impacts cancel culture is that he turns cancel culture upside down in that he bears the sin and the shame that comes along with rejection and he brings people back into community he brings people back into his community. And let's be realistic, guys. People, they do get it wrong. People say offensive things. They do inappropriate things. And in fact, maybe sometimes we are the ones who get it wrong or are offensive and do inappropriate things. But the fact is everyone deserves to be canceled by God because our lives, they don't match up to his perfection or they don't match up to his true thoughts. 
and we're not always loving in our behaviour to others. However, due to Jesus' death and his resurrection on the cross, we're invited back into relationship with Jesus. He allows us the space to say that we're sorry, that we get it wrong, and that we think and act inappropriately. And he allows us to continue to talk things through, to, to change our thinking and to help our understanding. And this is what we're wanting to model for, for others. And I guess another layer to cancel culture conversations is that actually Christian ideas and beliefs and values are something that many in society want to be cancelled. Lots of people think that we are wrong in the way that we believe about some areas of things, whether it's about Jesus in general or some of the values and um, important beliefs in our faith. And therefore, the reality is, is that when we share these ideas and these thoughts with others, some people in our lives might want to cancel us, might want to think, I don't want to be your friend anymore. I don't want to hear about your faith. I don't, you know, I don't want to, 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 be, to be around you anymore. And even though perhaps we are attempting to engage in kind and compassionate conversations with others to build and maintain relationships, we too actually might get cancelled. We might get shamed out of our community. But the good news is that Jesus, he bears that sin, he bears that shame, he bears that rejection, and he brings us into his community of people. He surrounds us with our church family and our church friends who, who some may think quite similarly to us and some may help to challenge our own thinking. And that's what we see in the end of the passage. We see that Jesus goes back to the man who was born blind and he invites him to be a part of his community when he was rejected out of the synagogue community. So as I wrap up, what would Jesus do about cancel culture? I think Jesus would encourage us to look to him rather than popular culture to understand what is true and how to believe about and what to believe about things. Two, I think Jesus would encourage us to build relationships, ask questions and engage in conversations with others as opposed to cancelling them. And three, I think Jesus to, invites us to be a part of his community when we face rejection for the beliefs that we perhaps stand up for. There you go, guys. Hannah, thank you so much for that talk and youth. I really hope that you enjoyed it too. I hope you took some good notes and you kind of was encouraged and challenged about how to deal with cancel culture in this world. And just kind of that thinking what Hannah was saying, how cancel culture shames people and excludes them from like relationship and community where dialogue is actually able to happen. So youth, bear that in mind as you go into this week about agreeing with people. Um, well, talking to people that you agree with or talking to people you disagree with, that it's okay and you can still be friends with them. Um, we've got some really good stuff happening this week. Uh, on Tuesday we have Giant Makers still on Tuesday, which is going to be on Zoom. And it's all about the spiritual disciplines of worship. So if you've never been to that, do come along, get your parents to sign you up. On Wednesday we have Hope Fabrician Youth at 7. And on Friday we have All Youth and it's bowling at Ashford Hollywood Bowl. And you do need to sign up by... Wednesday morning. So make sure if you want to come, you get your parents to sign up on Church Street. And then we'll be back here on Sunday, either on YouTube or in person, with Eva, who's doing what does God think of? Dot dot dot. 
mental health. So we'd love to see you either on YouTube or see you here. Other than that, have a great rest of your Sunday and enjoy the rest of your week.